0: If you have been listening to the show for a while now, you will recognize today's guest from my hotline last season. He is a rabbi, or the rabbi, I should say, (laughs) that would leave the most endearing messages about what he was hearing and learning from the show and ask wonderful questions about how to live life with more ease and understanding about his thinking. In a wonderful turn of events, I had the opportunity to meet the rabbi over Zoom a couple of months back. And after speaking with him, without hesitation, I asked him to join me on the show. As you will get from today's episode, Rabbi Mordechai is heart centered and has a beautiful perspective to share from his Jewish faith and background. But what moved me the most about Rabbi was that even after all of his years as a leader in his community, he was and is so open, Open open-hearted, open-minded, curious, vulnerable, and hungry for more ways to see life and how he is experiencing it all in the name of living a more beautiful experience for himself, of course, but more importantly, so he could see things more clearly to be able to share what he's learning with the folks who look to him for guidance. Not surprisingly, when we spoke, he had a room of books surrounding him and a light coming out of his eyes and smile that could blind someone which of course made me smile the same right back to him. I am so excited to share this reflective conversation with you. So without further ado, here is the rabbi. Hello, Rabbi Mordahai.
1: Hello, how are you, Jesse?
0: I am so good. And it is so wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. And thank you for all the help you do for everybody. And glad to be here with you today.
0: Yes. So, I have said a little bit in the intro to this episode, I have shared a little bit about our, you know, how we've become connected from you calling in. Um, But I actually don't know, and I would love for you to share, how did you find the podcast? How did you find What Moves You with Jesse?
1: So, uh, I've been in the three principles already for um, three years, a little bit more than three years. And uh, little by little, I started, uh, one of my daughter-in-law's, uh, Grace, she started to get involved. And um, and she has um, the Facebook, Facebook page or the, I think it's Twitter or Facebook.
0: Or Instagram, she, I think. Instagram. Or Instagram. It was yeah. Instagram.
1: Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So she said, you got to listen to this one. You got to listen to, to Jesse. She's very, very good. So she told me about it. So I went into the podcast. And since then, I'm listening to your podcast all the time and, you know, getting back and forth questions and answers. So uh, since then, I started and uh, enjoying it very much. Very, very much.
0: Oh, that's so wonderful. I didn't know Grace was the one that started it all. I thought you would That's amazing.
1: Yeah, no, she started. It. She told uh, me about it
0: that's so wonderful well what a treat um yeah. so I would love if you wouldn't mind can you tell us a little bit about yourself give, give us a little history about how you've now where how you've become who you've become and and where you are now
1: okay I'll tell you a little bit um I I've, I started uh, you know learning the torah it's start story that studying what, you know, our tradition, or religion, the Torah, which is called Torah and um, Bible and everything around it. So, as you know, it's a very, very rich, very full. And uh, then little by little, I uh, started to see people, to talk to people. Then I became a rabbi in a, in a synagogue in a big place. And um, from that, I started to get very involved in people's lives, you know, very much. Um, I started to learn a lot from them, a lot, you know, from talking to them, from listening to what's happening in their lives. And, and, uh, and it opened up for me. It opened up for me also my own questions, my own doubts, my own self growing. And I started to, to, to learn more and more and more to get involved and involved. And, um, through all these years you know trying to learn more to understand more to get to the heart of people more and more and um i started to learn a little bit more of psychology for them it started to to see in our own torah it's like full of wisdom and i started to see more and more and then i came across these three principles and there was nothing like it it was really um opened up my own world of 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 of, uh, of religion my own world of judaism it really opened it up in a in a in a way of very very spiritual very deep and you know applying it to my own religion applying it to my own connection and then i started to see how much help that does to people when when they're out of their thinking out of their own story and They see their, themselves how how deep they are, how much wisdom they have, and I've seen miracles, seeing wisdom in people. It's unbelievable, and uh, that's how I got to this. Many many years already being a rabbi. It's already thirty years being a rabbi here. So it's uh, it, 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 ten years somewhere else, and then 10, twenty years here. And uh, you know how many people you see in, in, in such a such a long time? How many couples? How many young adults? How many uh, Uh, ladies how many men and and you start learning and learning and learning and it becomes um you you learn to you learn to hear people more than you learn to talk you learn to hear and and when you start hearing people uh, things start opening for them and things start opening for us too it's like unbelievable i I once had uh, somebody it was a time of prayer and i couldn't talk because I was in the middle of prayer and I couldn't talk, we can't talk during prayer. So, but somebody needed to talk, and he came, and he sat in front of me, and he started to talk to me for like twelve minutes, thirteen minutes, and I couldn't talk. I just was hearing, and he and you know he kept going and kept, He didn't even notice that I I couldn't talk. He just kept talking, and so I was hearing and listening to him very very deep, and and then he said, "Thank you so much. You really really helped me," and he left. And then he, he wrote to me. He wrote to me on WhatsApp, and he said, I, it, "It was thank you for your advice. Thank you for what you did to me. It was unbelievable. I didn't say a word.
0: Nothing. Wow.
1: <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, wow, <laughs>
0: wow. So. That just shows you the power of of the presence, also of the love that you were holding in that space. So he felt like his heart could be open and just talk from a deeper place." <laughs>
1: And he became present, and that's, that was what he needed. That's what he needed. He became present to his moment and to what was happening, and all the drama fell off, and he was right there. And, you know, you could see that he, he was, his face was different. It, it was unbelievable. So I've seen uh, – it's beautiful. It's beautiful, too. And we have, you know, we have our way of thinking a religion and, and um, applying it to our way of being, applying it to our life, and, and, and I started two groups already for the three principles with people here. Uh, they come to learn, you know, by, by, uh, you know, two nights a week and, and uh, what, what ha- they have seen to themselves. and so, you know, what I've seen on them and it's so rich it's so beautiful. It's really, really, really something that I, uh, you know, I c- you keep learning and you keep trying to learn and you keep trying to open yourself more and more. It's, it's a never ending because it's really spiritual and it's never ending. So it was uh, beautiful and, uh, when I started to listen to your podcast, also it was like, uh, you have a very, a very fresh, happy way of seeing things. Very fresh talking about it. Also with a lot of, uh, I found uh, in, in, in your podcast, a lot of humility, a lot of humility. And, and I think that's the best place to disconnect from, from, from control, from controlling it, which is a lot of thought is control, control. And and I saw so much uh, in you that's part of to be humble. And uh, that's what I learned a lot from you, to be in that humble place. You see, when you're trying to control, how much you try to control when you don't even think you're controlling. So I love that. I love listening to you. That's why.
0: Wow. Thank you so much. I really, that touches my heart. Thank you. What do you... Um... Oh, gosh, I'm just, I'm sitting in a really beautiful feeling. So it's it's hard to keep a conversation going when I just want to sit in it. (laughs) So when, so you, okay, so I had a couple of questions bubble up while you were talking. So let's go back a little bit. So did you feel a calling to, to practice your faith in a deeper way from a young, from a young age?
1: Yes. Yes we um, in we, i, I grew we grew up um being religious but very light in a very light way here that's what we had available here in Mexico. and then um when I started to study more and more, uh, already I went into college, you know I started college and but then i saw i I, 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 I needed a deeper a deeper co- connection, something b- beyond that. so I traveled to to Israel. And I was there in Jerusalem for a while, and uh, there there is a lot of spiritual there. There's a lot of spiritual teachings, and so I was there for a while, which uh, it was tremendous for me. It was beautiful.
0: And can I met you, my. Can I actually pause you there, just because I'm interested yeah. about even that piece? So when you yeah. say a deeper connection, what does that mean to you?
1: Um, you're in a place where really disconnected where i was disconnected from any any physical distraction real physical distraction i was in a place where where you know you you it was a nice place it was comfortable it was you know the food you needed but in, in, you weren't bothered with the, what you know clothing and and in a car and uh, going out and fun you had a different type of fun a very deep fun a, a deep friends that are very deep friends, good friends that I spend time with them, learning, talking. Uh, so the distraction of what, you know, we're the media, the media and, the, and this world, what gives us constant, constant, you know, nothing is enough, nothing is enough. When you're away from that, you really, really stop your, you stop, you know, your thoughts judging and and you go into a deeper place. That's where I found there in Jerusalem. It was like I was, you know jerusalem is full of also you know worldly th- worldly things but in, in a place where i was and you know i was a young guy and it was it was a different need uh, i didn't need all that it was uh y- 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 you know like you don't even have to go to a deeper place you just go you just get there it's when you know you' just being when you don't have so much distraction in your life that's what i felt the deep connection there really deep
0: that's incredible what was your experience then well so you were there for a few years
1: yeah i was there for a while okay there for for um it was um more than two years i was there and uh i met my wife there she was also learning there i met her there (laughs) yeah very young we got we got married when we were both 19. wow Very young, yes.
0: Wow, that's Uh, amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And thank God we've been together for, you know, all those years. And uh, then we came back here and I started to go into learning more, more learning of our tradition, religion. And um, I got really connected with people. And once you get connected to people, um, you see the need, you see... But, but it opens up your heart to to connect to them, and that's when this whole transformation happened for me. And and you know deeper and deeper and deeper. One you know it's always we, we, we know one of the beautiful things that 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 we learn in, in the three principles and, and in our tradition in our Torah, um, it's that you you always you always you you are always a student. You always. You, you you know you never get anywhere anywhere that you say enough. It's so always a student opening more layers and layers and layers. Oh, and I and I feel connected to the therapist world because it's it's like that. It's a deeper understanding that you know. I was surprised because I was in one of the I was once in one of the of the of the um, it was one of the webinars, but it wasn't a webinar. It was in in uh, New Jersey. It was a whole seminar there. I went there and I saw all these uh, people there, you know, George, no, it wasn't George Resky. It was, uh, Deacon, but, uh, Deacon Bettinger, Bettinger. uh, it, it was there. Um, what was his name? Is, um, Balda and his and her husband Balda. And, oh. uh,
0: yes, I'm, I'm going to forget their names also, but yes, I know who you're talking about. I can see their faces
1: yes and a lot of those teachers were there and you know they they sit in the class listening like if they didn't know anything they don't know this is listen to the other one speaking and like they're there listening and they say what are you doing here you're you, you know you're 30 years 40 years into this because there's never an end you're a student you're a student you're always a student So it's, uh, and our our teachings our Torah is always like that there's never enough you could see here the books you know you just keep reading and learning and opening it's beautiful. So it is very connecting.
0: Yes, for everybody who's listening right now who can't see you, I will describe that when I first met you over Zoom the first time, I was just, it brought the biggest smile to my face because behind Rabbi Ratna right now, right now are. Shelves shelves and shelves full of books that are just beautiful. So <laughs> it just made me <laughs> smile so big because <laughs> it's just wonderful because it's you know such a wonderful wonderful feeling to see that obviously you are just hungry for education all the time. And that's so wonderful. So can you it.
1: Is beautiful. It's, uh...
0: oh yeah, go ahead. You had a thought.
1: No, no, no. No, 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 no.
0: Okay. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You um so I have actually found that there are a lot of people of the Jewish, Jewish faith that, that also integrate the three principles and from personal experience, and maybe you've picked this up from episodes that I've recorded, but I, I was not raised with a religion. I, I was raised with just an open mind of spirituality and being open to everybody's different ways of, of practicing. And, um, so I've I've always I've, I've always found it very interesting. Um but there has always been a bit of a um a warmth a connection, a pull towards the Jewish faith that I I haven't actually pursued it, but every time I'm you know in conversation with people of the Jewish faith or so there's just such a warm and loving feeling. Um so can you tell me a little bit about the pillars of the Jewish faith that, that to you are like the most important, like, like the pillars, I, you know, I c- can't think of a better way of saying it.
1: Um, so, so I'll tell you, it's like, um, we, we have, it's a very beautiful question what you're asking. It's, uh, it's, uh, it goes to the core, right to the core it's, you know, what, what, a what is our our the way we live the way we look at things um our what our religion has taught me you know in uh, in, in learning in you know we, we 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 one of the biggest books that we read is called the talmud the talmud is it's um it's the discussion of of uh, in a very broad way and a very detailed way of every part of the bible it's like you know it's like there are over 20 20 books of it and um, if you would read one one um, page a day it takes you it will take you seven and a half years to finish the whole thing one page a day seven and a half years it will take you and each page is full of wisdom so that's really where my connection bigger connection is that really my pillar that's where I you know, learning and learning and learning and learning. And it opens your heart to understand, to understand uh, the the people, the world, the connection to God, you know, with this COVID that we have now, for example, we see, we see that, uh, you know, the way we see it is we see it as a, as a, as I know people have suffered from it, but, we see that God was telling us, speaking to us. That's how, you know, we look at it. The speaking to us to say, uh, are you understanding what life is about? Do you think life is about outside, about out there? Life is about home, about your kids, about your family. Life is about things more important. When you're in COVID, you you decide what's more important, what, what really is worth and what's not worth. And religion, our religion is always telling us Look inside, go inside, go inside, stop looking outside. And we all make the mistake, we know, we we run (laughs) outside, like we want, you know, like we want COVID to finish because we want things back to normal. You really want to to go back to normal. So those are the pillars that, you know, we get really attached to it. For us, for us in the Jewish tradition, the biggest mitzvah, the biggest um, merit is to get married. The biggest merit is to have children, to have grandchildren. That's the biggest merit. You build a family, you you you, re, be, uh, be, uh, you build a relation, a relationship. And by us, one of the the most important uh, uh, part of the Bible that we say is the Shema. We say every we say it twice a day in the morning at night. In the Shema, which we say, we cover our eyes and we say Shema Israel. We cover our eyes, saying you know like you know we, we you you can't open your eyes and see the world and really get into yourself and connect to a deeper self so you that that paragraph you said covering your eyes contain, containing everything inside of you and not looking outside to try to connect and in that paragraph in that paragraph there is something beautiful it says there you should teach to children you should teach your continue teaching your children so it's a, so if we ask you know how do I teach my children? In that same paragraph, right before it says, uh, You should love God. You should love God with all your heart. You should love God and understand how much He loves you. So, so the understanding we have is whatever a parent loves, that's what the kids are going to love. Whatever we know, we really love. They, you know, they're going to have that. They're going to you, you give them what what you love. They're going to say this is worth. This is important. And that's how our tradition, these are our, our our pillars. My parents were, you know, they 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 love how much as they knew today. My, fa- my my mother is not alive, but my father, as much as he knows and and how much their marriage they made and how much they were together in, in our religion, you know, they they loved it. They, conti- they 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 were they were you know inspired by it, connected to it. So we learn it. So those are our pillars that we have. And that's how I think people see see us in a way that you know family for us is so important, community is so important, thinking about other people is so important, respecting other people is so important, connecting to God, spiritual. Today, you know, we, we lived for a while in a very in a very um, superficial world. And people got tired, they're already getting tired of it. People want to dip into something Real connection, real, real, real life, real you, real family, real connection with, with, with you know, with your, with your spouse, real connection, and you can only find it in the spiritual world, and that's I think what you know we've been learning all, all our lives, the spiritual world, that's how it is. Well, I
0: think, I think I'm
1: talking too much. What would you say? I'm Am I talking too much? No. <laughs> no.
0: this is is it this is the point of it (laughs) you're the star of the show today um okay (laughs) it brings me back around to what you were sharing about when you went to Israel and how you know the when you said you know it's amazing when we when we leave you know our 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 society that's filled with so much noise and that feeling that comes when we are left with just that connection to ourselves and where it kind of connects with the three principles um, is, you know, that idea that, and again, I'll be honest with you, Rabbi, before I found the three principles, the word God to me was a little bit negative because I had only had stories connected to you know, folks who had really kind of taken advantage of that relationship and that connection and used it for control and power, um,
1: mm.
0: not people of the Jewish faith of 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 different religions. But for for me, I, I'd have a hard time. You know, it's like I would admire people who had deep connections, like my Jewish friends. Um, you know, I've I had a couple of different of, of different backgrounds, but I admired their relationship and their connection to God, because there was a peace inside of them that when they felt overwhelmed by life, there was something else deeper that they could kind of rest in and have comfort in. And I, I admired that, but the, but I had this whole, this is where we get into three principles. I had so much conditioned thinking around the idea of God that it wasn't, that it it just it was an old story. So when I found the three principles for me I started to go, you know, like Elsie Spittle, who's one of the teachers from Sydney Banks. She talked about how she was raised quite religious and when Sydney Banks had said to her, "Could you consider that God isn't out there, but God is inside of you?" And, she, and I was at a workshop with her. So I was in front of her when she said it. Oh, it makes me emotional even thinking about it. I lost it because I thought, wait a second. This is, it just, it clicked. I understood, oh my goodness, God is almost not even a big enough word. You know, it's such, it's the essence of our isness. And then you can call it whatever you want, you know, and, and how we say wisdom and all of this, it's, you know, it's, it's our essence. Um, And I was just recently, um, because as I shared with you, I'll be doing an interview podcast on Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, now I'm going to be releasing a little 10 minute episode just of me talking like the old days. And I just recorded one yesterday that was purely about waking up to all of the judgments in our own mind and where do those actually come from? Because we aren't born into this world with judgment. And so it comes from all of these different, you know, things that we witness in our lives and, you know, people that we, that we pay attention to and all of the messaging from media and culture and all these different things. And we don't really realize how those, those ideas aren't ours. There are things that we have taken on as ours, like, oh, you know, oh, they say things are supposed to go a certain way, so I guess that's the way it's supposed to go, and so then you carry that, which was really, you know, my story around God and religion for quite a long time, and yet there was always that piece of me deeper inside that would notice, you know, different friends that were that had a deeper connection that was really beautiful. And I would want to be around them. I had a, deep, a, a deeper connection of love with them. Um, so I, I would imagine that, you know, it's the same kind of feeling that I get when I'm, you know, I live right in the middle of Los Angeles. I literally live under the Hollywood sign. So I'm right in the middle of action all the time. And whenever I need to, if I go two places, if I go see my family, which I'm lucky enough that that brings me A feeling of home inside, and then also nature. And to me, it sounds like when you were on your path, that's kind of what pulled you forward to see even more deeply about what you were um, studying. Does that feel right?
1: Yeah, it feels right. Feels right. Uh, uh, Two things came up when you were talking. Now, what you were saying, you know, your your picture of God uh you know we, one of the things we do here is we take college kids to trips you know we teach them for a while and then to a the trip and c- kids that are not uh, jewish kids but they're not, no connection to religion no connection to our tradition so we try to teach them and see so my son my older son he took a group and and the girl said were in israel and the girl said college girl said i don't believe in god i don't believe so my son said, I wish I felt like you. I wish I was you. So this girl said, what are you talking about? What are you saying? He said, you, you at your age here in Israel, you're going to see a real God. What I have from my young days and all my life and a lot of the kids that are here with us, they have a picture of God that they already made and it's hard for them to see it differently. You're going to see a real God. So welcome to Israel and welcome to our program because you're going to see something different. And she told me they were together for a month. By the end of the month, this girl was in a different place. It was like really connected, really in a different place. So I was like, you know, because you have no, nothing in your mind. You're, you're, you're just in a place where you, you know, you not have a picture of God or feeling of God that's negative. And that's when you really get connected. That's what happened to you. You, you know, you had a story. You had to get rid of that story to get into the into the real feeling to see it, even though you saw it in people. Yes. And also some, something else that followed up is like one of the examples I give here a lot, and it really resonates to people. In our tradition, God made the first Adam and Adam Adam and Eve, the first man and the first, no?
0: Uh-huh. So
1: according to us, in our tradition, they were both. 20 years old. When they were born, they were 20 years old, you know, which is that age. Not, they, weren't, they weren't kids and they weren't adults, 20 years old. So uh, one of the things that it really resonates with me and with, when I talk to people is what personality or, or who, who was he when he was born at 20 years old? He didn't go to school. He didn't have parents. He didn't have bullying. He didn't have anything. He was just not, what, who was he? Who was he? You know, uh, what person do you have here so it really resonates with people that the only thing he had was his soul and he was connected to to god and the only thing he was pure no no stories no nothing it was just him and when you're there you're really connected even though he made still the mistake and choose to eat from the tree but he he was in a place where he was connected where we still human but it was pure connection, pure possibility, pure when you don't have a personality. So I tell people, do you want you, Do you really want to try that? They say, yeah, you know, how could we try that? So I say to them, in the morning when you wake up, before who you remember who you are, before you look at the person you're next to you and you say, come with all my problems, just for that second, split second, before you remember all your problems, we, we have a, a custom, the Jewish tradition, that at that moment we say a prayer. What, right when we open our eyes. I thank you, our King, that it's alive and, and forever. That you return to me, my soul. With such a favor. We 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 believe in you that we gave it to you at night and you return it to us in the morning. That's what we say every morning, right when we open our eyes. At that moment, when you open your eyes and you say that prayer, is the moment where there's no thinking, there's no stories, there's no there's real pure connection. You you don't you didn't get into into all the you know the world of thought and the world for one second. That's when you can feel Adam at 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 the. At the Garden of Eden, at that moment, that just for that second, that split second,
0: that is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) That is wonderful. I mean, you know, it's what you're making me think of is. I will ask people um, who are really, you know, struggling. Who, what would be left if you didn't have your thinking? And it's kind of my tester to see where people are on how um, not attached, but wedded they are to their mind. Because so often, you know, folks feel, you know, and this is talked a lot about in the Buddhism, you know, spirituality about how, which is similar to three principles and also probably Judaism, about how the mind is separate from you know, the nature, you know, our soul, but we so innocently, so many folks who haven't considered this awareness feel like their mind and their soul are the same thing. So there, you know, so when I ask somebody, you know, who would you be if you didn't, what would be left? If we could take your thinking away, if we could wipe it away, what would be left? And sometimes I get the answer of Nothing. And that's when I can tell somebody is just completely only living in the world of thought. Um, And then sometimes I get the answer of my soul and that's when I go, okay, so I I can kind of base like where we are on how to move forward. But when someone sees that, I mean, every time it gives me chills, even to even saying it, because when somebody sees that without your thinking what's left, that it's the essence of you, that that is who you are, that is witnessing all of your thinking. That's the you that's observing everything going on in your mind all day, every day. The one that is offended that you've got so much upset thinking that's ruining your day. (laughs) Your soul knows that's your essence going, Ugh, why are you getting in my way? you know, looking at all of your upset thinking and to feel that, that separation is huge. You know, do you find that when, with your teaching, with how you've been doing three principles groups, and then also with, with all the years that you have just being a rabbi, do you find that same kind of process of people kind of waking up to the essence there, who they are, who they truly are? needing to kind of see how that's separate from their mind. Do you, do you come up? So, again? Do you see that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when, when, when we spoke, you know, on the, the call with grace, you asked her that. Yes. You asked her that and she said, and she said, my soul. Yes. And it blew her mind, it blew my mind, it blew her mind. And afterwards, when we spoke about it again, she said, I, I, I never really appreciate who I am because I thought I was my thinking, and now I'm a soul, and a soul is pure, and a soul is different. So wh- why am I so worried about what goes into my brain? It was like, you know, for her, it was eye-opening. And and for us, in, you know, our religion and the way I've, I've been teaching, um, people have a hard time. Even though they, you know, our, our teaching is the soul is the most important thing, and really that's what's connected to you and connected to life. But people have a hard time when when you think you're thinking and your soul go together, or you feel that your wrongdoings can affect your soul. Yes. Well, you know, sometimes we, we make mistakes, we do wrong things, and it can affect your soul. So you start feeling, you know, like you you're you're, you're you have a problem. Your your soul is not clean. Your soul is not complete. Your soul, and 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 you know, it, it, you see how people really get discouraged from it they get th- their expectations are, are are you know are are, are uh, how do i fix this and how do I so the moment people understand that their soul is it's bright it's light it's always shining uh, and they can see that and then they understand that you know uh, we have a tradition i'll tell you in in the first day of the year at rosh hashanah we go like to a river and we shake our clothing and say some paragraphs saying that our wrongdoings, our are, are mistakes, our are wrongdoings, we shake them up and they fall into the water and they go away. So, you know, I spoke this, you know, this a couple, a few days ago, you know, about it. So I told him, what does that mean? What 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 is, What why are we doing this? It's really telling us. That we make mistakes in life, but that that doesn't mean you are a mistake. You you are whole. You are complete. You are beautiful. And when you take away your thinking and all your names given to yourself and all the attachments and all the you know we keep putting uh, names and and you take all that away, your soul is pure. So so what, what what's your problem? You, you connect to that. You it's a, you're gonna keep doing it. You're gonna fall back. We make mistakes, ain't gonna fall back into the mistake. But again, you could shake your clothing and it'll go fall, and you'll be back to that soul, that connection. Like you're saying, you know, when you take away your thinking or your doing or whatever, you know, the mistakes you made in life, but you shake them off, just shake them off, and you see who you are. You really are. So we have this tradition that we do, and it's really powerful because when you're doing it, it's, it's like, what are you, are you, are you, are you not. Are you kidding yourself? You did something wrong. No, you're not kidding yourself. This is the truth. This is the truth.
0: Yes. I'm thinking this is something I will tell people to start doing. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a, you know it's so also it's really helpful when there's an action associated to things too. You know it's yes.
1: helpful. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: So when you mentioned that even you know that you found even. Um, with people uh, in the faith that have a hard time disconnecting their soul from their thinking, which makes sense because it's the human condition for us to take everything so seriously in our minds. Um, Especially when they're so bright and powerful and full of feeling right. Um, All of our thinking. Um, So is that piece Is that what you had found in in coming across the three principles? Because you had mentioned at the beginning that when you came across the three, the understanding of the, for people who aren't familiar with the phrase, the three principles, it's the understanding that we are creating our experience from the inside out, really beginning to see how our mind is separate from our true essence. And that true essence is a, is a place of wisdom that we can listen to. And when we listen to that, before our thinking. It's incredible what happens in our lives, you know? Um, but to kind of come back to how you said when you found the three principles, this understanding of the mind, it, it allowed you to go deeper and go even, yes, go ahead.
1: Very, very interesting because I knew it. I know that our soul is complete. And I I knew that we make mistakes and, you know, I've been shaking my clothing, you know, for the first day of the year, my whole life. But I didn't know, I didn't know it in this way, that it was real palpable. It was something that you really can get to. I, I didn't know that that separation was thought and thought. Yes. I didn't know that that separation was the energy that comes and we make, make believe or make, and, and real us—that was what was, was so simple that we, we, you know I was going into it and going deep into it and understanding it. And I, I never got to that point of simplicity of separating it this way and seeing how how much wisdom we have and how much we get lost. And the wisdom, when you start looking at wisdom, you see the soul of the person. When I give the class and I and people start talking and, and they say to me, you have, you have so much wisdom. I say, I don't have more wisdom than you. I just discover wisdom, a different wisdom that that we thought was only in the intellect. And you know what you you're noticing in me? Your own wisdom. You're looking at your wisdom, and that's why you can connect, connect it. This is the part that, that, that really, really helped in the three principles. I, I knew it was true. I knew, I, I knew from my learnings, from my teachings, from the Torah, from what we learned, I know it's true. I know my, my soul was in a different place. I couldn't see it so simple as thought and thought. When I started to see that separation, when you start to see how you know, you start dreaming and believing and you start dreaming and believing and, and creating a personality and creating names to yourself and, 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 you know, all kinds of stickers you put to yourself. And then you start separating. You say, wow, this was simple. This was so easy. This was, it's simple in, in simplicity. It's deep in, 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 in what we have learned all our lives. And that's why it, became, it becomes, you know, like you really have to keep, keep going and keep going. But it's so simple to see it. This is what hit me. This is at the, the point where I worked on it in, in, a, in a very real way, in a different, very deep, deep way, in a real way where I could separate it was so much work before. And this this connected to you know to our Torah, to our tradition, it really made it, wow, I could see it now. I could see, you know, we, we today we're we're so used to seeing things and understanding. There's so much media and television and computers that everything it's, you know, you have to, you have to see it. You have to see it. And when you see it so palpable in me, that separation was beautiful. It was, ah, it really opened up to something that, that I knew was there. I knew it was gold. I knew I wanted it. I knew it's, but now you know where it is. It's unbelievable.
0: Yes. I felt the same way. It was like this thing that I was always searching for. You know, because my background, which you know, um, you know, is, has been traditional therapy with my family and everybody being a therapist. So, you know, the goals are are the same of coming to a place of contentment and peace and, and being open and having an open heart and living more vulnerably. So the intention is beautiful, but I would get so caught up in navigating my mind. So when I would have... You know, the insecure thinking or the judgmental thinking or just, uh, you know, all of the different fearful thinking, everything that we have as a human, because it's unavoidable. (laughs) It would be so much work for me to, you know, I'd almost go through a phase first of like, oh, oh man, why am I here again? What does it mean about me that I'm here again? And then I'd have to work really hard. At figuring out, you know, different techniques of visualizations or mantras or things that would try to ground me again. And what's interesting is that things like mantras and and you know and um, uh, rituals and really beautiful things like that—they're so much more impactful now. Like if something occurs to me to you know like you know my husband his, he has a mantra that will occur to him sometimes that he'll say i am safe to himself i you know something for me that that comes to me when i do have insecure thinking is i am willing to be uncomfortable while this thinking passes so it's like these things come to me that i do actually use as a as a as a mantra or something to remind myself of but back when I was just in the world of psychology, it was like I was trying to convince myself of something that I knew wasn't, you know, that that's not real. But I'm going to try to convince myself, you know. And I, I what I'm hearing in, in in you is that, you know, maybe there wasn't so much suffering involved as there was in mine. <laughs> but before the three principles, when you are, you know, practicing and and really taking in, you know all of the teachings of the Jewish faith, it stays in your mind. So you're kind of just continuing to layer on so much information and you see the beauty in it. You experience beautiful moments. I'm sure where you're free of your, of your thinking and you really experience that connection, but it's a little more um, I shouldn't say temporary, but it's, you know, it's like, something that occurs to me that, that, that was huge for me to see for myself was that suffering wasn't required. Like it it was something that was just a, a, an after effect of, of me taking my thinking seriously. And although that's kind of, you know, in the same way, like with, with what you're talking about, as you went deeper, it's like, you start to see that it's not required to be in so much study and to understand everything it's really there's a deeper feeling and a connection and when you when you get that essence that is when you are experiencing a deep learning and a deep understanding and a deep connection to your own wisdom and faith that i'm sure was felt different than before
1: 100% it's um it's so much intellect and so much learning and so much information that it's like a it's like a computer or a phone, you know those new phones and the computers that we use two percent of it. So we have so much information and learning that is so important, but we're not using it. In the what, you know, when, once I, I learned the three principles and I, you know, and I, and, I, and I'm sure people without you know could could be that they're there already and they live like that. I have one one of my sons, the Grace's husband. He lives there. Already. He's you know he connects in a in a beautiful way. He, he could see it. And we talk about the three principles and he's lighting up because he's like there. (laughs) But all that information we had, you know, all that knowledge we had, when it opened to me this wisdom and then, you know, use that wisdom and put the knowledge there and go together. Yes. It opens and it opens and it opens and it opens things that you could believe that they were there. Not because I knew the knowledge. I was using it. All the way where I could go, and I was using it like a computer that you use two percent of it. When you get the knowledge, and you put the, you know, then, then, you know, take your intellect together with that knowledge and solve and see and and and, a op- oh, world's open up. Worlds, real w- worlds, open up. That's what I've seen is unbelievable, and I think every person, every person has studied a lot and has a lot of information and whatever you know, they, you know it's it's science, or whatever. And, but if they would see the truth you know the truth of their of their of the real wisdom if they see it and then they you know they don't get in, you know they don't get on their way of that wisdom with all what they know windows in their lives would open in a, in, a, in, a, in a in a beautiful way in a deep way in a loving way in a, our relationships with people are are wanting to ch- to share then you don't become jealous of what you know. of What you know, I, I, the three principles you just share and share and share. You can open any, you know, YouTube and this page and this page. Just listen, 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 and there's never ending. There's never ending. Yes. And and all the types of teaching is my teaching, not your teaching. Well, there's no end to this. That's how our how our art learning is. We, you know, we want to share, share, share because as much as I share, it's always deeper and deeper. And now with with wisdom together, whoo. It's like world's opening up, world's opening up.
0: Well, and frankly, that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Because when we met over, of course, I always felt the connection when you called into the hotline, because I could just feel that you had, you were seeing something from a really deep place. And so I just adored hearing from you. Um, But when we met together with Grace, I just thought, holy cow, I could feel you, i could it's just the feeling that came from you where i thought i would just love for him to share about his life because it doesn't matter what you say the feeling that comes from you is what's going to move people
1: truly i hope i hope so i hope so i hope so because uh you know our our thing in the world is to help and to you know open hearts help you know people and see you know there's so much suffering out there and and in a beautiful life i mean i, I you know God didn't make this world for us to give our, you know, our our key of happiness, our key of of life to people and give it, give it, give it, give it. Take it back and see how life is different and understand another person that is giving you his his key of life and give it back to them and say no, you, you don't have to suffer for what I said. Be yourself. Be, go back to yourself. See who you are. So uh, it's such a beautiful world. It's such a beautiful plan, you know, in God's plan that you know and 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 it's it's like any present a present is it's in a box, and you gotta open it and God wanted to give us a present that we have to open it we have to go deep, we become superficial and we go into a different world and we start going deep and we start understanding and it's not deep, it's just real 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 wisdom real real purity, real soul and and you give back to people that soul, and you see people you know enjoying their life in a different ways, It's really beautiful. It's like light, light. And, and, it, and you know, the best thing is when, when you start learning the three principles, you can't stop talking about the three principles because you want to share. When it's true, you want to share. And until everybody says, stop talking about it, please. <laughs> yeah, finish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my whole family was telling me, yeah, enough, enough. How could you not share you know, go, go outside in the street and look up for three minutes and don't, you know, don't take your eyes away from three minutes. And everybody who's around you, they want to see Who? what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Because when you look at something that you want to share it. And the three principles became, you know, like you want to share it. You want to give it over. Please open your eyes and see, you know, what we have here. And, and you know, like it becomes annoying for people because, they, you know, it's a different world until they start. I got all my family involved already, you know. I, little by little everybody started to get involved. They hear me, they hear me, they get involved and they're learning and they're in religion and they're they're seeing their own spiritual world together with our, our teachings and they're seeing it, they're seeing you know the soul of it, the connection to, to God the way we, we want it, the way we, we feel it. It's a different world, it's a different world for them.
0: Yes. And I and what's so beautiful about this is that And you know, this to be true, but what I really pulled for what, what shocked me and, and also just, I went, Oh, this is different. When I, when I started studying the three principles was it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your beliefs. It doesn't matter any of it because, and like you said, there's no hierarchy to somebody knowing more. You know, it is purely all about you coming home to yourself inside and the beauty that comes from what you find there, that gift that you're talking about.
1: Yes. Yes. And
0: it's, you can't, there's nothing in this, you know, in this world that you can give to somebody bigger than just giving themselves back to themselves.
1: Oh, oh. Uh, this is, I think this is the whole. all the suffering in the world, all the suffering with with the teenagers, so much suicide and so much bullying and so much. Uh, I just heard a class from Dr. Petit and he said that uh, as many people commit suicide that were bullied, as many as who bullied other people, because they're both empty, and they're both going in the same feeling and world. And, and when you give somebody back themselves, you know, in our belief, the way we is, is when you're when you when when a lady is pregnant and the the baby is inside of her he's he's connected to his soul to, to god when he comes into the world our job as parents is not they, they call it in the world they call it to give him self-esteem no no no. we call it in the ways to give them back their soul and if you have your soul you have everything if i give you back your soul And the moment you come out and you start learning from the world, you start losing your soul because you think there's more of you out in the world. There's more of you. If I get a better thing, a better car, a better life, there will be more of you. The more of you is your soul. So our job as parents is to give you back your soul. That is to give you back yourself. When you start talking about self-esteem, somebody has a high self-esteem because it's better. This doesn't talk about better or worse. It talks about your own soul, which what else would you like? What are the present which you would like in your life? So our job as parents is to give you your soul. So for us to do that, we have to first have our own soul to understand that we can give them their own soul. Otherwise, we, we we're not being of service to our kids the way we should be.
0: Yes. And I think what's beautiful about we you had mentioned it earlier too, is that in this uncovering for people, you know, like I even had a dear friend call me the other day. I will illustrate. I have an, I'll do different, I'll draw different things to try to help people start to understand when they're at the very beginning of learning. Um, and one of them, one of the illustrations is that I draw just a stick figure with a blue dot in the, in their, you know, in the, in their heart or gut, or it's just a blue dot in the middle to represent their true self, you know, their soul, their wisdom. And she called me the other day and she said, I lost my blue dot. It's missing in action. Oh. And I said to her, before we even went on to talk to talk more in depth about what she meant to help her come back to herself, I said, well, the good news is, is that you can never lose it. Yes. <laughs> and she immediately, I mean, that was enough for her to go, oh, I feel so relieved. And I said, yes. Yes, yes. I said, you know, really, you know. You, you know, it goes on if, you know, we could even say it's, you know, you don't lose it until death. But I, honestly, I don't think you lose it at death either. It just, it takes a different form. That's yeah. right. That's right.
1: That's right. So That's right.
0: my last question to you, Rabbi, and I ask everybody at the end of each episode, you can interpret this what however you would like, spiritually, emotionally, whatever bubbles up for you. What moves you?
1: Moves me to see tears on someone else when they discover themselves. There's nothing more beautiful than than bringing love in a, in a couple when they both discover that they were just layers of thinking, and they 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 literally cry and see and love each other again. Or when you see a, a teenager that you know that he discovers himself. I had a, I had a teenager who was, was at nine years old. He was uh, sexually molested by another person and at 11 years old. And he came to see me at 20 years old. And when he, when he understood it was just a thought and he started to cry. That moves me. That moves my whole soul. My To see that. And because he's, his tears or those tears of those people are connect to your own soul and and you see the the, the pureness on each one of us and the real person that we could be and even the person that did something wrong you know if you could get to his heart he would also have tears in his eyes that's what really moves you. This is the part that you know it's it's a soul-to-soul connection it's unbelievable
0: Good answer. You made me tear up, so. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yes, I understand what you mean, because I can only imagine with that gentleman specifically that when you realize that your experiences are just left in your mind as a thought, it's like all of a sudden you're whole again.
1: Exactly. It's
0: unbelievable. (sighs) Well, Rabbi, this hour has gone very quickly. <laughs> Thank, you so, again. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. Wow. an hour.
0: Thank you so much again. Beautiful. And I would, of course, I will never, I will be in touch with you because I just think that I feel very heart connected to you now with, with all that we have. And it all started with just, you know, following your own wisdom and Grace following her own wisdom and listening in and, so anyway, I would love to continue hearing from you, but you will not be able to get rid of me. I will be checking in on you and seeing okay. how you're doing through life.
1: <laughs> okay, very good, and appreciate it very much. Really, really, uh, I uh, I wish you a lot of uh, success and in getting into so many hearts, more and more hearts, more and more hearts, because it is giving back back their lives and you know their souls and their lives. Like you said, I never lost and it's giving it, you know, opening it back to them. It's like unbelievable. your work is unbelievable. And thank you for having me. It's beautiful to. Don't worry. I know I, I, you won't get rid of me so fast either. <laughs> okay, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for all that you do. And I am just so grateful that we've come together in this, in this life. So have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, thank, thank you again you. for sharing your heart with all the listeners.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Okay. And, well, I, uh,
1: keep doing your good work. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. With that humbleness, people see truth and people want to connect to you.
0: Thank you so much. It's always wonderful to hear. So I will, I will take it to heart and keep on going.
1: Good. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll talk soon. You too. Okay. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram at Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at WhatMovesYouWithJesse.com. And please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath And give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.